0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. It's Simon Marcel. The accent is French. And just so you know, I'm at home uh, with uh, my loyal companion, the teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, who is in front of me, always smiling and always supporting. So uh, I posted actually a picture of Mr. Lewis on my website, TheRendezvousShow.com. It's a very popular part now of the show. Uh, So check him out, and you can comment on Mr. Lewis and his outfit. Now, I want to invite you to participate. I'm building up what I call the Rendezvous Library of Love. And the reason is, I think, I realized that there are many love stories untold. Uh, Stories that I was never told from your parents, your grandparents, from you. And I would like uh, my show to contain as many love stories as possible. So... If you have one you want to tell and just write, just email me at therendezvousjour.com and we'll post it and everybody can read and feel better about it. It's inspirational. If you have any questions, 855-905-8255. I don't know if you share like me the need to hear positive things these days, but I certainly do. And one thing that really lifts my spirit is to hear a positive story among two human beings, right? Something romantic. So, if you have a story to share, now is the time. 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Leandra.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: So, I understand that you have a romantic boyfriend, very caring. Explain.
2: Yeah, he really is. Um, we have uh, a place in um, New York City that we both love, and I'm obsessed with these cookies, these black and white cookies that they make. Mm-hmm. And obviously we can't go there, can't get there. We were supposed to hopefully go um, you know, over spring break, and we could do that. And so um, the other night he actually called them, and it turns out they were making them still, and they'll uh, send them to you in the mail. And so I got my favorite cookies.
1: Oh, I, I, Listen, this is super sweet. I got to know, uh, how did that make you feel?
2: Oh, my God. I mean, I felt really special. And just knowing that he went out of his way to do that for me. And, you know, he knew how much it meant to me. And having that, like, amazing thing to open up when I, you know, came in the door without knowing I was going to get it. It was just so nice to have something different and, you know, special.
1: No question. And what
2: kind of cookies are they? Oh, they're black and white cookies, so they're, uh-huh. you know, more like cake. They are so good. They've got black and white frosting on them, and they are mm. the size of my entire hand.
1: <laughs> man, oh, man. no, oh, I like that. All right. Well, Leandro, thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, give credit to your boyfriend, and, and I wish you a wonderful night.
2: Thank you, Simon. You too.
1: So I just got this very interesting question through a Facebook message From someone who needs my help to deal with her boyfriend who's driving her crazy doing one thing and one thing only all day long. So let's get to her Facebook message next. I just received a very interesting Facebook message from Carrie at the Rendezvous show. She goes, Bonjour Simon, I need your help. All my boyfriend wants to do is to watch the news and tell me all about those crazy things going on in the world right now, 24-7. It makes me so anxious. I've told him that I don't want to hear about it all day long, that I need to stop and relax, but he still insists in doing it. How can I make my boyfriend stop? Well, that's a good question. How do you tell your boyfriend to stop talking about the news with you all day long? I'm going to tell you that. Next, what would you do if your partner only wanted to watch the news 24-7 and share with you you know every crazy thing about the situation we're in, and I mean all day long, and that makes you anxious. And you told him you don't want to hear about this, but he says you need to know, everybody needs to know what's going on. You understand, but it's too much. How can you make your partner stop talking about the news and all the drama all day long? You just tell him, listen, I don't want to hear it. Don't feel bad. I don't want to hear the news all day long either. I think that it's passive-aggressive from him to insist on telling you about it. Tell him, listen, talk to a friend about it. I don't want to hear about it all day long. It makes me anxious. Watch the news. Talk about the news with your friends on social media. But I want to talk about life, not just the news. And you've got to be strong about this because you guys live together. He has a right to watch the news and talk about it. You have the right not to talk about it or hear it and to live your life. It's called cohabitation. And for that, it's called compromise. Thank you so much for your email. New calls and new questions are next. Any questions about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Erika.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Erika. So, I understand there's a little issue between you and your boyfriend these days. What's going on?
3: Yeah, well, we both work from home, usually, and um, things have just I feel like he's basically just trying to avoid me. Um, usually, we work in the same room, we're both on our computers and we interact and we laugh and we play and you know, make work a little bit more enjoyable because we're around each other.
4: Right. as
3: of lately, I feel like he's been changing his schedule, like sleeping in later and staying up working late, and um also, he's been playing these silly games on the computer, these zoom and house parties, and I feel like he's spending more time. With the computer and the people inside of it now rather than me, and I just don't know what to do about it.
1: Um, how do you, I don't know him, but how do you explain the change from things were going well to this? Anything happened?
3: The only difference is we haven't been doing our regular routines and we've just been spending more time together inside the house.
1: So it's interesting because extreme proximity, like quarantining, creates anxiety, creates claustrophobia, creates a lack of erotism, a lack of ooh la like because we're not supposed to be like this. You know, It's not normal at this level. So let's go to your intuition, Erika. In your intuition, do you think that all of this is some shenanigans that he has in mind, or do you think it's innocent?
3: I actually think it's really innocent. I know he cares about me, and I care about him. I mean, if, to me, honestly, my feeling I have is he might like have a little crush on somebody, or there's some kind of excitement, but he would never do anything, or... I think it's
1: the only excitement he has right now. That's different than me. <laughs> I see. So I, I'm. Yeah, I, I love you. The level of maturity, so and honesty. So I think what you could do is maybe surprise him, and then you guys can do it. You know, he can do it after that. You can do a special romantic dinner, dress up, uh, do things, get romantic. Because you know, I think that um, Zoom and other things. It's is kind of the window outside your house on the world and also to connect with friends and colleagues at work. So we still have to be romantic. So if you could do that, you know, have one dinner a week or every two weeks that is super romantic, fun, where the food is good, a little wine, and then a little ooh-la-la. It's always good.
3: Nice. That's a good one. I was actually thinking about putting on some lingerie and then calling him from the other room.
1: <laughs> yeah, we will certainly like that. that. That's a great idea. So... Trust me, then he won't be interested in any Zooming on anyone except you. So uh, I think it's a great strategy. Everybody has to use, you know, uh, a little romance these days. So, Erika, that's the way to go. Um, Thank you so much for your call, and good luck to both of you.
3: Oh, thank you for your advice, Simon. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, et bonsoir.
3: Bonsoir.
1: When you're in a relationship with someone and you feel they're a little bit distant, when is it time to talk about it, and when is it time to let it go? Let's talk about that. Have you ever been in a relationship where at one point you felt your partner was putting a little distance, was not as focused on you, was not, you know, it was like spending more time on, you know, watching movies, video games, the news, uh, music, whatever, and then you felt like, you know, kind of left behind. Uh, and then you wonder, should I talk about it and should I not talk about it? So when is it time to talk about it? When your feelings are hurt, when your intuition rings red flag then you should not keep that unspoken and you should definitely address it and talk about what's going on. Because sometimes, you know, we ignore a partner because we just don't want to talk about one thing or we're upset at her or at him. So then it's a great time to talk about it. And then when is it time to let it go when that happens? I'll tell you that next. Stay with me. If you're in an exclusive relationship, things are going well, but you feel at one point that your partner is kind of not giving you enough attention, that you know, uh, your partner is, you know, watching too much movies, video games, or uh, cooking, whatever it is, and you feel something is off, but you're not sure, and you think, oh, maybe this partner is thinking for another person, are they, you know, do I need to investigate, should I snoop and all of this, so when is it time to actually let it go? When your intuition rings green, and it's only anxiety, let it go, your intuition is your guide about whether you should really address something or you're just being paranoid and you exaggerate something because you're upset about something else in your life, you're lonely, or you feel left behind. Truth is, we can't be on all the time together. So there's times I'm going to be less focused on you, sometimes you'll be less focused on me. So that's when you realize, "Mm, I'll let it go this time, no biggie. You cause and new questions are next. If you feel in the mood to share a little bit of your private life with me, your romantic life, a good story, uh, something romantic that somebody's done for you, maybe you've done for somebody, now is the time to call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sophia.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: I understand your husband was very creative and did something very nice and sweet and romantic at your wedding. Tell me what happened.
4: He did. So um, my husband was adopted, and uh-huh. when his adopted mom uh, passed away a few years ago and he met my mom, he was just blown away at how uh, they're so much alike. And so he clung to her, you know, really strongly. And he wanted to do something special at our wedding. And so in front of, you know, 200-something people, he danced with my mom and sang to her. Um, oh. And I just, it was one of the most romantic Gestures ever because even though it wasn't romantic to me, just watching him love my mom so much and embrace my family was um, one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced with my relationship uh, with Tom. Yeah, I mean,
1: how sweet. And so tell me, when you saw that, when you saw the singing, the dancing with him and your mom, emotionally, how did you feel?
4: Oh my gosh, Um, kind of speechless. You know, you dream about. your wedding uh, you know your whole life and you never think of that moment of you know your husband dancing with your mom it just kind of passes through your head so um it kind of struck me and Uh i couldn't wipe the smile off my face um and i was also (laughs) crying it was a roller coaster of emotions but um i knew in that moment i made the best choice of my life to marry him
1: i love that well listen congratulations first of all to both of you and i'm so happy to hear this and you bring a good vibe to this show of mine and, and, and to the universe. And we need to hear a lot of positive stories these days more than ever.
4: Yes, agreed.
1: Thank you so much and have a good night, Sophia.
4: Thank you. Good night, Simon.
1: I got to change gears to help somebody that just sent me a Twitter DM with a, a question that I think many of you will relate to when it comes to romantic time together with your partner. So stay with me. That question is coming up next. I just received this Twitter DM at Ronny Radio from Anastasia, who says, Bonjour Simon, please help me. I am sick of faking it during the ooh-la-la with my boyfriend, and I've been doing it for three years, and now I don't know how to stop this. Should I tell him or not? What should I do? Please advise. Um, yeah, that's a very important question. Uh, what should you do if you've been faking it for years, and you don't want to fake it anymore? I'm going to answer that question next. Stay with me. What should you do if for years now you've been faking during the ooh-la-la with your partner and um, you want to stop but you don't know if you should. You don't know if you should tell your partner you've been faking and really what should you do. And that's the Twitter DM Anastasia sent me at Rendezvous Radio. My advice is very simple. It's not about your partner so much. He is who he is. He does what he does. It's about you. You've got to ask yourself, why do I feel obligated to fake it during the ooh from the beginning? Do I not like it? Am I uncomfortable? Am I not enjoying it? Because your partner doesn't know what you feel, right? If he knows what you tell him or what you express. So I would like you to question yourself of why you do this. What do you expect out of this? And if you change this, will you be uncomfortable? Will you be happier? It's all about you, not about your partner. It's you have to decide if you can betray yourself or not and what's more important to you. And if you want to change it, you should absolutely do it. Don't blame your partner, just change it and everything will go fine. You cause and your questions are next. If you have a question about your relationship and you're not sure what to do, just call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ellie.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. So what's going on between you and your ex?
0: So my ex has been um, texting me a lot lately, like a lot, a lot. Um, I know that he is alone, feeling lonely, um, and we do have a child between us. So he'll ask how he's doing and things like that. And, and I definitely want to answer him, and I do answer him. Um, but I just feel like it, it just is going a little too far. I'm in a relationship, and he wants to continue talking. Uh-huh. And I'm just not sure how to set up a boundary with that.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, um, just give me an, an idea. When you say texting you a lot, like it's it's a two times a day, three times a day. Like how often are we talking about?
0: I mean, I would say it's usually at least twice a day. Maybe early in the morning, just to see how our child's doing, and then at night he'll kind of drag out the conversation in a way, just to see how the day went, how how I'm doing, and there's there's also times where he is. He's trying to FaceTime me. He'll ask me sometimes. Sometimes he just calls on FaceTime. I just don't answer. I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to handle this and I and I'm kind of at a loss.
1: I see. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You are both parents of the kid, so that's that has to be respected and he has to have access according to whatever agreement you have. But now I don't want you to feel guilty if you don't answer about anything else because if you feel in your intuition that is disturbing your new relationship, then it probably is, because women intuition is 100% right all the time. So mm-hmm. you just follow your intuition, Ellie, and if you feel it's calling to interrupt or bother or try to distract your relationship, just don't answer. But I think you can also make a routine where, you know, for the kids, you know, uh, have your kids call him, and then you explain to him clearly in a text, listen, I'm in mean, a new relationship so you can have access with the kids all you want um, and I'll have the kids call you. Uh, I don't want to FaceTime you and if you want to FaceTime, only do it when you're with the kids and then go from there. So set up the boundaries either by an email or by a text and see what he says and then everything else you just don't have to answer.
0: Okay, yeah, I, li- I like that having him FaceTime with the, with the kid. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you're most welcome, Ellie. There's no reason for you ex to FaceTime with you, but there is all the reasons to FaceTime with the kids. So I would, I'm with you there. I think it's time to put boundaries and make sure we follow the rules, okay?
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: You're most welcome, Ellie. Most importantly, stay home, stay healthy, and stay positive, okay?
0: Thank you. You do the same. Thank you so much. Stay safe.
1: Question for you, and what a question. Have you and your partner done date night at home during this quarantine. Yes? No? We're going to talk about that next. Have you and your partner done date night at home during quarantine? Right, because if you've listened to the show, I've heard a lot of great stories from callers um, that just said they've done that. But I wonder if actually you did it. So I posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. And here are the results of your vote. 70% of you said No. We have not done any date night at home during the quarantine, but 30% of you said, yes, we have. And I honestly think for as long as this quarantine is, do date night. We've got to keep the romance alive, the, the mystery. We've got the, the candles. We've got the food. We've got maybe a little wine. Whatever works for you, keep a little bit of romance in that tough time. We need some softness, some smile, some romance, some joie de vivre. Some joy of life. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. Thank you for your calls. And thank you to all the essential workers out there that makes us safe and our life possible. Thank you et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.